In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Politically Georgia podcast, where we bring you news and analysis of all the latest Georgia shenanigans in Congress and under the gold dome. And thank you for joining us for a very special podcast, because on March 12th, 2018, our politics team at the AJC launched our first politics podcast. It's been an extension of our team, a very welcome one. And this is the one year anniversary. We want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us each and every Monday, sharing the episodes, subscribing, rating us, telling us about it when you see us in the Capitol or wherever we might be. Uh, we really, we've really enjoyed doing this and couldn't do it without a very talented team at the AJC, including our fantastic producer, Bria Felician, and a lot of our AJC writers, correspondents, columnists, investigative reporters, editors, you name it who have been participating with this with us over the last year, I've learned a lot. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is how hard and the inside stories for a lot of our reporters who have joined us about how they've developed stories, how they've gotten investigations, how they've developed big Sunday packages. This has given us a, a format and a venue to talk deeper about those stories and, and kind of go off the cuff about what they think, what's next, what's coming, what trends are, are developing out there in the political world, in the policy world, and a lot of the biggest discussions that will really shape our state, not just doing elections, not just doing campaigns, but really on the policy side, what really matters, traffic, infrastructure, healthcare, you name it, we've been talking about it right here. Jim Galloway joined us for the very first episode one year ago to discuss qualifying week. This is the first concrete evidence that we're getting a wave of almost primarily, uh, almost solely Democratic women signing up for office, first time, first time office seekers. Uh, it's it's a new phenomenon and, and it was actually pretty darn strong this week. We've kept you in the know with all the goings on inside the state capitol during the legislative session. Every sunny die seems like cramming before a final exam. How would you describe the atmosphere? Um, well, it's it's a um, it's a planned procrastination. So they they purposely um, do uh, do all the bills at the last minute, which means it's it's very hectic, and it means um, inevitably that um, uh, members are voting on things that they don't read. After years and years, it seems like of attempts. Georgia finally has a pathway to significantly expand uh, transit across Metro Atlanta. You use the word in your story dramatic, and it kind of feels like that. You know, and dramatic, I suppose, will depend on what actually happens from here. Uh, What the bill would do is allow 13 counties to 
uh, go to their voters and say, hey, do you want to approve a sales tax for mass transit? Well, let's talk about the other big bill that you've been covering and that did successfully pass last night in, again, the very last minute, it seemed. I mean, near the in the final, what, hour or two? Last uh, half an hour. Half an hour, the distracted driving bill. We even helped you understand the latest in issues like healthcare and also breaking down the investigations our colleagues have done focusing on state officials and the government. One female lobbyist, for example, told us that she had been harassed by a male lawmaker in talking with him, you know, like the entire time she spoke with him, he looked down her shirt or, um, you know, comments that were made or, you know, touches and back rubbing. Things have gone on, but people have been afraid to talk about it. Uh, Medicaid expansion in the medical world, traditionally in the expert fields, is is meant as outright expansion. You don't have any new um, tailored uh, parameters for it. But when we say a waiver, that means you're going to do maybe Medicaid expansion, but you're going to have your own special rules for it that you think are better tailored for your own state. And uh, he eventually just explained his strategy to me. And what was that? Well, he said he pays Mr. Ralston $20,000 for a retainer fee, and that's to handle the case. And Mr. Ralston is, um, because he's a politician, is going to delay the case over and over again. And uh, Mr. Shell said that's just fine with him. That's, that's what he wants. And he, he even went so far as to explain to me the strategy, how that causes witnesses' memories to go away and witnesses don't show up or the DA's office loses track of them or uh, the police even might change jobs or go away. And he kind of explained the very thing I'd been finding out in my research, which is how these cases are an advantage to delaying the case. That really is, I, I mean, that is really the remarkable part of it. It's not that there's sexual harassment in state government. I think it would be surprising to find that there wasn't, uh, it, because it's a, it's a commonality in workplaces everywhere. What's really amazing is, uh, even with all the attention that's been placed on this, there's no mechanism and no effort to discover at a centralized level in state government how big the problem is. In fact, even with all those months that uh, our, our great data reporter, Jennifer Peoples, spent collecting the data, we're not convinced we found it all uh, because there are some departments in state government that have no mechanism for collecting it even within their own department. Now, the AJC typically doesn't name victims of harassment, but um, you talked to a lot of people and, and several of them uh, gave us permission to use their names. Uh, one of the women you talked to who agreed to be named publicly, is, her name is uh, Jamie Duvall. She was effect- effectively driven out of her job at a state mental hospital last year by male co-workers' incessant harassment. And we enjoyed helping you prepare for the midterm elections with our election prep and issues week series. And of course, keeping you in the know with everything that happened during the governor's race. Yeah, this is kind of when the marathon becomes the sprint, especially in Georgia after the legislative session ends. It kind of springs the candidates free to go campaign in earnest. Um, The Republican race for governor, we have five major Republican candidates. And the polling we've seen over the last few months has put Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle up with a sizable lead um, over his opponents. But the big question is whether there's any chance he can get to 50 percent plus one to avoid a July runoff. Well, last night you hung out with Brian Kevin Athens and you just drove back all the way back from Athens this morning. And I was with Stacey Abrams in the Sheraton in downtown Atlanta. And I guess they were very different experiences. The margins were the surprise, right? Yeah, I mean, Stacey Abrams, 75% point yeah. victory. It is going to be a Trump handpicked candidate against someone who uh, vows to oppose many of his policies. 
um, I was poking around on Twitter before our, our podcast and Time Magazine has a whole issue devoted to life in the South on the cover, Stacey Abrams. Um, the New Yorker has a, a story about Brian Kemp and his job as Secretary of State. Um, Trump yesterday evening tweeted about Brian Kemp defeating uh, Casey Cagle. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a long 100 days. It's really impressive to see voters come out for early voting so much. It's more like a presidential year than a midterm. Through Wednesday, um, there had already been 223,000 early votes cast in this election, most of them in person, just in the first three days of early voting. Now, what that means, it means people are interested on both sides. Um, Who does it help more? It's hard to really say conclusively. A lot of these races are still unresolved, uh, starting at the top. Um, Brian Kemp the other day declared victory in, in the gubernatorial race, but, but Stacey Abrams is not conceding. Brian Kemp's not waiting. And of course, Georgia law doesn't require the, 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 the losing candidate to concede. So he went ahead and had a press conference with Governor Deal. He started his transition. He named the chief of staff. There's a lot of litigation out there, but one of the lawsuits that was out there was challenging whether or not he had the, the right to direct a recount or certify his own election. We've been asking for a while if Georgia is going to be a battleground state. Welcome to the present. It, it is now a battleground state. We really appreciate the time you guys take to give us reviews and feedback. And my producer is forcing me to read a few. This one's from Jeff Zero. 98909, who says, trust me, if you're into Georgia politics, you must listen. Another one from New Georgia Citizen says, this is a very informative podcast and could be helpful to Georgia citizens at a time at which politics in the state are changing dramatically. And this one from HDD Hughes says, really very good. If you're into local politics at all, this is a must listen. That all goes to say, we are so thankful that you're spending some of your time every week listening to our podcast getting informed about Georgia politics, and trying to learn a little bit more about what's going on under the Gold Dome and in your state. That's all for this episode of Politically Georgia Podcast. We'll see you next week. And as always, thank you for listening. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word. AJC.com slash indictment newsletter.